Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 246. Gee whiz, that means another anniversary is coming up soon. We do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au will tell you about the Arlo range of smart home security cameras very soon, including the Arlo Q, which is spying on me right now. Joining me, and we are in the Tech Guide uh, Theatre. Uh, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. It's good to see you and uh, welcome to the real world, mate. You're uh, out and about now. You've finished at SBS. You're officially a full-time tech journalist now. Is that right? I'm a commentator, tech, not a journalist. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you're not the actual journalist. No, 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 okay. I'm under. Okay. I, journalists are people who have yeah. studied and know how to do things. People like myself. Who've been in the journalism yeah. for 30 years. People who can spell, um, <laughs> can do grammar correctly, those kind can of things. Can do grammar correctly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've just proven why I'm a commentator and not a journalist. Um, Very good. It's great to it's great to be free. I'm I'm a, I'm a full time two like talking tech. There you go. That's it. And, and we, we we should note that in 2016 we have done all of our podcasts together. Yeah. We've have not resorted. We made a to, commitment to our our that's right. our audience that we would do the absolute majority in in person. So yep. does this mean that come about July we can just not see each other anymore because we've done the majority? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But. We've even done them in the US, in, in Spain. We've done them everywhere. We, that's how dedicated we are to our listeners. Should we get a song made up? I've been everywhere, man. That kind of thing. Maybe. Okay. Maybe add it to the stings that you're going to put in this week. I oh, know. We've got a tweet. I appreciate your, your concern for the lack of stings. And uh, because I'm a hard worker and, uh, and a full-time bloke talking tech, I will put the stings in this week. Let's get cracking on Two Blokes Talking Tech. All right, well, um, what is the date today? The 10th. So tomorrow is the big day. The Samsung Galaxy S7s are available. Uh, those that pre-ordered will get them tomorrow. Um, we've had a look. We've had a play. We've had our reviews. Um, they are without question impressive. They are without question Samsung's best phones ever. They are without question, in my view, the best non-iPhones ever. Are they better than an iPhone? We'll get to that in a minute. Let's let's yep. let's have that as a final discussion. But let me sure. say, you, you spent a lot more time. I haven't physically converted to one yet. I've just yep. been using it as a secondary phone. Um, I think that the my biggest bugbear with the any Android phone to date has been the camera, and not the dark, low light, whatever, all that kind of stuff. Just the basic functionality of a camera. I know it sounds ridiculous, but when I want to take a quick photo of my kids, I just swipe up. I get the camera. It's open. I can snap, and I'm done on an iPhone. And Android phones, including Samsung's, have been just that tiny bit laggy, um, slow to open, slow to shutter. Just different things have made me feel like the camera experience hasn't been good. Now, on the I've been using the Edge primarily. It's been amazing. It's been excellent. Snappy, very fast to load, very fast to take the photos. And to be honest, not just in low light, but in bright light, 
I took a photo yesterday. I went to uh, where Quattromani works and took a photo of him in, in the Ferrari that I had. I took one with the iPhone, one with the... It was unbelievable, the difference. Yeah. Um, you know, when you get on an iPhone and, and, and lots of phones, you get that kind of overwhelming kind of whiteness across the screen because of the bright light coming at you. Mm. For some reason, the Samsung just didn't get that. It made yeah, the colours pop. It was, a lo- it was a lower maintenance kind of photo, wasn't it? It's like, I, I, I agree with you. The camera is the star of the show there. Yeah. And it seemed to me that you, the, the iPhone, you, you know, touching the dark, darker and lighter parts of the screen and mm. swiping up for your brightness and things like that, there's a little bit, there was a little bit more work involved in getting the photo right, whereas the Samsung, just one touch and it just went boom and, and, it, and it was there. Yeah. Uh, and, and even the quality. And in my review, I've actually taken... The exact photograph, both with the iPhone uh, S 6s and the and the S7 Edge, mm. and and you can just judge for yourself which are the better photos. Uh, but they have got that part of the that part of the phone right. And you think about that's one of the primary features of a phone. If that's no good. You've very you you you've got no chance of winning over the customers. If if you you got to remember that anyone who's converting, anyone who's thinking of it, and I'm sure you've your listeners and readers have been sort of thinking, oh, well, you know, this is worth a try. This one, yep. Samsung, I think, are banking on the fact that they've got this head start over Apple now because we're not going to see the iPhone seven till late September. So they've got this six-month gap where they can try to get people over to their side. And what I like is what they've done in the box is they've included a little a little USB smart switcher tool, this little plug that you put into the phone and that you can connect to your iPhone and other phones as well that can then drag all your content across. That's the biggest thing stopping people moving from iPhone to iOS is just the hassle of getting all their stuff over there. They've, they've sort of removed that pain point that could be a factor in bringing people across. And I think one of the other factors through the, the 2016 timeline, if you want to look at it that way, is to say that they're, they're going to satisfy the S5 users who would not have gone to a 6 because it wasn't waterproof or uh, expandable storage or whatever it might be. So they're going to satisfy so those people who are... planned two years ago, hello. That's this is the point, right? It, yeah, it was yeah. around the same time right. two years ago. Yeah. So those people are up for renewal. They are going to absolutely rush to the S7. And normally if you're 23 months into a 24-month contract, yeah. you can upgrade in those things. And so what will happen is they will get the early adopter rush from the S5 users who want that quality phone because in the hand, the S6 was beautiful. In the hand, the S7 is beautiful again but it has those missing features. Uh, So what they do is if they bring in those S5 users and impress the heck out of them, then those word-of-mouth conversations that happen around the place and say, yeah, but is the camera any good? Well, all the things that might have then let it down actually don't anymore. Mm -hmm. And you really do have a head-to-head battle. And I think this is going to be a very interesting year for both Samsung and Apple. Like Word of mouth is such an important part of this whole thing. Like if... People know you've been using the S7 and the S7 Edge. People have known I've used it too. And they ask me, well, is it any good? Yeah. And one of the first things you mention is the camera. Well, yeah. first In the first sentence, I think camera's unreal. Yeah. Camera's sensational. So that word of mouth and, and people seeing it and experiencing it, you know, their mates might have one, that's going to go a long way as well. But it's good to see that I, my headline in my review was that Samsung's found its mojo again. Yeah. Like a couple of years ago, they were flying high with the S5, S6, which 
Samsung will tell you that no, it wasn't a misstep. It was a it was a deliberate thing where we had this new design process and all this stuff. And you know they they did suffer. It's no secret they suffered a lot of people moving across to the iPhone. But now they're back, and as you said, and I agree, the best phone they've ever made. It's got all the design features in it. Its performance is incredible. It's got really and fast. It doesn't feel processor. bloaty. It's not like they've bloated it no. with software. It is. It um, is it's really snappy good. at every level. And even with a big screen, it doesn't feel like a big phone. I made that point in my review. It doesn't. Even the 5.5 inch Edge doesn't feel massive. Like the 6s is a big phone. The six, the S, S7 Edge doesn't quite feel as bulky. It is It is a much physically smaller device than the iPhone, but processor, 30% faster than a phone they produced less than a year ago. That's pretty impressive. Uh, the fact that it's waterproof, great. Expandable memory should never have been gone. Now it's back. Uh, so... And and like you said, it's not it's not bloated with all this extra wear. One of my only complaints about the phone was that the native email apps on it. Like I, I set this up as my phone, there were no native email apps that would let me have in one combined inbox all my Google accounts, all my normal Pop and IMAP accounts, my you iCloud can do that in accounts. Gmail now. Well, Gmail it, it restricted me in some way. I won't go into it now, but I couldn't get it all how I wanted. Right. So I had to go to a third party email. So I end up getting Blue Mail or Blue Box, whatever it's called, and that that solved all my problems. So there wasn't a native email app. So for anyone who's going to do the switch. That would be frustrating to them that it's just not there. It just doesn't just work like the Apple Mail just takes all all accounts into one. Yeah. So that that's a couple of little things I didn't like. The Edge, the Edge, I think takes some getting used to to it's handle it. So much better yeah. to handle though than last year's. It is. It's last year was like holding yet. a knife. Don't be you know be yes. careful not to squeeze it. Now it's blunter. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a better Edge, but they've they've actually rounded the back and done some. I don't know. They've just yeah. made it feel better in the hand by 10 lengths. Fingerprint reader is a million times better than the other ones. Like I used to turn my fingerprint reader off on my old Samsung device. It was so clunky, so slow. This one, this time out, it is as fast as the iPhone's reader and that's saying something. Yep. That's what I said in my review. So, uh, you know, ticks across the board. I think that Samsung are going to see a pretty healthy bottom line with this device. I think there's going to be a lot of people lining up for this tomorrow and good to see they've kind of taken a leaf out of the app book where they've given an exact date that it's going to be released yeah. that that's something they never they very rarely give you a specific date that it's coming out but this time out i think they've learned they've sort of seen what apple have done try to create a bit of buzz around it and i think they've done they've succeeded i think that um i think that big question though for an individual coming at it without the the hype of the s5 or without is it a better phone than the iphone and that is this is where if you, if we had a chart, and you know you were looking at not sales, uh, not performance, not anything, just, just head to head. better head to head, yeah. the gap is closing. Now I'm Absolutely. I'm not going to say the gap has has switched, no. but by gosh, it is close now in Absolutely. terms of head to head. And, and frankly, it, it's much harder now to. So it used to be even a year ago when when an Android lover and a fanboy, let's call them a Samsung fanboy, in fact. Mm would come at you with the S6 saying it's a great phone, da, 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 that you could just chop it down with this, this, and this, mm-hmm. yeah, S5 as well. The, I think the issue for Apple is it's not as you can't find as many things to, to chop down now anymore. I mean, I think, uh, I'm not going to say Apple misstepped by bringing in 3D Touch or any of those things, but 
I don't think those things which they perceive as advantages are actually advantages. Yeah, true. I I agree with that. And and the question I've been asked in every time I've spoken about them on the radio, and you would have as well, are they as good as the iPhone? Mm. And I'd say, well, look, they're playing in the same ballpark for sure. And I'd say Apple's definitely looking over their shoulder. They've got They've got six-month runway before we see anything. So Apple definitely, the ball's in their court now. What they're going to produce with the 7 had want to be mighty good to combat this new device. And the rumors, if you believe them, is that the S7 is going to be waterproof. It's going to not have a headphone jack. It's going to be thinner than ever. Uh, So all these features that we're hopefully going to see... Uh, Apple definitely they need to produce something pretty special mm. to keep iPhone users as iPhone users. So playing in the same ballpark to use an NRL analogy, That's iPhone is like Parramatta and Samsung's just south, like trying to get yeah, there and the trying to be as good. Well, yeah, well, Samsung are the world number one manufacturer. <laughs> There's no secret there. So yeah, that's they're kind of like being the premiers, and Apple will maybe like I don't are know. You still the premiers? You're not, mate. No, we're not. You know, 20, 2014. I'm not bragging to you. That's <laughs> that's like saying you won the Origin. No, that's right. Yeah, and you once a year Queenslander will come up with that, won't you? Yeah. It's so. So in this case, okay. Let's in call your defense Queens- though one in a row. <laughs> yeah. Let's call Samsung Same for South. Maroons. We'll call the Samsung the Maroons, and we'll what? call Apple the no. Blues. <laughs> Not a chance in heck. We'll have that debate on Twitter. The hashtag Ziggy Zaggy. You can reach me at Trevor Long, and you can reach Stephen Fennick. Just search for him. I mean, I don't going to give out his handle. No, Stephen Fennick with a PH. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, there is uh, another good TV to talk about that we both spent some time with uh, recently. And we're talking about the LG 4K flat screen OLED. We had to... Come we, clean. We both spent time in a hotel room. We did. But with, on, a, with an LG TV. On separate nights, though. We'll just get that clear. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> there was like three hotel rooms. So That's I right. don't know for sure we stayed in the same bed. That would be even more awkward. That would have been very weird. What level are you on? I was on level 15. I was in 16. There you go. Good. They would have changed the sheets anyway. Nick Bruffle got your bed. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> they had to repair it, apparently. No. <laughs> anyway, LG, this new OLED TV. Now, we've had OLED before from LG, and what great TVs they are. The last, the last version that we saw was a curved OLED, which not, is not really everyone's cup of tea. And I think what, what I really respect with LG is the fact that, they're, yep, they've listened to the market. They've decided, yep, our next one's going to be flat. So they're still going to keep the curved OLED in market. Same price, by the way, as the new OLEDs, the flat OLED. But this time around, apart from just having the flat screen, it continues to have that brilliant OLED technology, that, that tremendous blacks, the brilliant colors, uh, all, and being able to access content like uh, the, the 4K streaming on Netflix. Soon to be, Ultra HD Blu-ray will give you 4K native off a disc, HDR included. HDR is the new feature, high dynamic range. Now, the, for people to get their head around this feature, it's something that they've already seen on their phones, on their phone cameras. If you're an iPhone user, there is a HDR format on the phone so to take your photograph. So if, if in the photographic world, HDR is known. Yep. In TV, HDR is something you're going to hear a lot about this year, including with this LG TV. And basically what it allows is more detail in the black, more detail in the white, and everything in between so that the screen can actually adjust Rather than compensating for one and washing out the other and vice versa, it can actually handle both at the same time to give you more detail. There was some content that they gave to us 
to illustrate that HDR effect and how you're seeing more detail in the dark areas despite it being right next to a bright part of the screen. That's the strength of OLED that, that and HDR as well. Let me go back a step. We talked about hotel room because the, they don't have hundreds of these TVs to give out to all the journalists to review for a period of time. It's much easier for them to set them up in a hotel and we, we got to stay the night and, and watch content. Now, I took Jackson along, so it was a great, great enjoyable night, but um, I didn't watch the default content because I just wanted to watch it like a normal TV. Mm-hmm. I watched a bunch of Netflix. I, I watched, but I watched. I didn't even watch ultra high definition Netflix. I just watched Monsters Inc., an old movie, but a good movie for detail. And and I think what that did for me, and I did watch the HDR content once through, but it made me realise there are, just like with Bluetooth speakers and headphones, there are people who get it, and there's people that just want something that looks good. Now HDR. My eyeballs just don't get it. My my eyeballs, if you put HDR and then a minute later put non-HDR, I'm not sure I could tell the difference. Yeah. Um, I know it's working. I know it's doing its thing. It was very smart television because it popped up saying, hey, I've detected HDR HDR's content yeah. and I'm playing it. Um, but actually, I just go back and, and say, this is the television I wanted 12 months ago. Well, the Curve OLED is beautiful, but I don't want a Curve TV. Mm-hmm. And I think that they restricted their market for that OLED TV in that way. We've talked about this before because yeah. w- w- this is not new a new television in terms of the announcement. But when I watched it, I watched a long movie. I watched a couple of movies with bright color. Um, I, I confirmed to myself that without question, <clears throat> the LG OLED is the best quality picture you can buy. Yep. Now, We're I didn't agree with that. I didn't say it's the best TV you could buy because that's that's a bit subjective in terms of whether or not price or design and those things are important to you. But in terms of picture quality, there is nothing better you can get. Samsung, everyone can talk about it, but they are making some sacrifice with with the inability to light every uh, every LED. It's as simple as that. The blacks, the depth of the black and the richness of the color in a simple viewing of television is is noticeable to anyone. <clears throat> My concern is simply, and we've talked about it before, the price. It is a $5,500 TV at 55 inches. For that price, you can get a 65-inch or probably 70-inch television um, with other technology. And so you've really got to want to invest in that beautiful picture quality to want this television. I agree, I think. And I sort of justified the price. And I did note that that's probably that they're not the cheapest TVs. But if if you want to pay... Right. If if you want to choose to drive, and I use this analogy in my story in my review, if you want to want to drive a Mercedes Benz, it's going to cost more than driving a Hyundai. Reason for that is for that that extra added level of luxury, that added level of comfort, that added level of quality costs money, and that that's just probably the best analogy I can make. That if you really want the best picture, and and good respectable audio quality. And then that's the price you have to pay. It is, and, and it's like, and it's not like everyone. Like, like there are some people who are not car people. They don't care if, as long as it's got four wheels, it gets to be from A to B, good as gold. Correct. Just like there aren't TV people. As long as I can flick it on and watch the news and let my TV, my kids watch it, good as gold. Which, that's the same customer as well. Which leads me to my main issue for LG. LG is not the number one TV man, uh, seller in Australia. Mm-hmm. Samsung up. Yeah. LG is number two and by a long way behind. Mm-hmm. And frankly, they have Hisense on their tails because Hisense is selling large quantities of yeah. good quality, low price TVs. <clears throat> so my concern is that can LG wait another whole year to bring in 
yet more good quality product at lower prices? Um, can they utilize the, the halo effect of the OLED brilliance to sell non-OLED TVs? Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, is LG going to get the benefit overall of the OLED being so good? I'll tell you how I see it. I think that, that LG are taking advantage of their of them being the sort of the OLED exclusives at the moment. Oh, so absolutely. They're, they're taking that advantage and good luck to them. Like any other new product, though, it's a, it's it's a little bit more expensive. Like twenty years ago, we were paying thirty five thousand dollars for a forty two inch sure, plasma. Sure, sure. So, like any new product, it's expensive. Also, and the the RRPs we mentioned, we should mention it five thousand four nine nine for the fifty five inch and eight triple nine for the sixty five inch. And you get so, them you get them for about five hundred bucks less already. Well, exactly, what I was going to say. So they're not exclusive to one retailer like the curved OLED was with Harvey Norman for a few months. So it's it's gone wide straight away. So there is some competition in the marketplace, and I I guarantee, as happened with the curved OLED last year, they knocked a thousand bucks off it four months in. And I think that, that it's a good bet that they're probably going to do the same maybe six months down no, the no, track. I get that. But I think while none of us have it, the, uh, the marketing and, and sales people at these organizations would know for facts that the, you know, the, the bulk of sales are in a certain price bracket. My tip is it's in the, between the $1,000 and $2,000 mark. Like, it's like the, we were talking about the S7 and the S7 Edge. They're, they're not, not everyone's going to pay $1,249 for a phone mm. or get on a plan for that kind of device. Yeah. It, but it's, it's that top tier, and not everyone plays there. Agree with you there. But, but, but my, so my, my problem is, so let, let me, let's, let's walk into a Harvey Norman store or JB Hi-Fi. Let's look at this beautiful television. Look, you get your wife there. It's, isn't it beautiful? She says, don't be ridiculous. It's $10,000. <laughs> and you say, no. no. You said, no, love, it's 9000 No, because I'm getting a sound bar and stuff as well, so it's definitely 10 grand. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so she says, no. Um, because she's the minister for war and finance, and you 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 abide by her, and and then you go radio. So the guy says, "Well, okay, fine. What is your budget?" And you say, "Mate, I could probably I could probably push it to two and a half." And he goes, "Radio, have a look over here." And there are Samsung TV, yeah. there are Hisense, Samsung, TV. TCL, LG. But but this is my point, right? Yeah. There are then ten different TVs. Does LG's ability to create the most beautiful television in the world over there? result in sales down here. I don't think so. I hear what you're saying and that if LG is smart, they can use this as like this is obviously their flagship. Are we, TV. Uh, are we putting this podcast behind a paywall because we know Grant listens. So of is this advice we should be charging? Absolutely. For? Okay. No, no. Well yeah, and, and a shout out to Grant. Grant Vandenberg is the product manager at LG and a listener. But LG And we often and, say that, but that's genuine. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so these are obviously flagship TVs for LG. Yeah. But it, the product story extends beyond the OLED. Like we, we, we both have in our lounge rooms LG Ultra TVs, Ultra HD yeah. TVs. So they still make a good TV in the non-OLED class, which just like any car manufacturer has their... And, and, you've got their S class, but you've also got your C class, which is your bread and butter. You and know? I agree like, with that. We, we're, in, we're in furious agreement. I'm yeah. just yeah. Un, uh, uncomfortable with LG putting all of their eggs in the OLED marketing basket. So that it doesn't but you have translate to down. You've got to remember this as well, that the longer they're producing OLED, the better they're getting at it. Oh, the sort of the, the cost of production is going to drop. You know, the, the, all of these things are going to even out and flatten out a little bit. In, in, in two years' time, we're going to be talking... Geez, you remember when LG TVs well, used to cost $9,000? You, you don't think that LG's boardroom in Australia is sitting there going, yeah, let's just wait a few years before we knock Samsung off. They want to beat them now. Of course they do. But I think just the, the, the economies of scale at the moment and just the way they, these TVs are produced, they, they, 
there's just not that margin in in that production to do it at the moment. I, I, I think, look, if if you if money's no object and you want the best TV, in my opinion, that money can buy, then it's the LG OLED, the flat screen OLED. And and I without I likewise agree that if money's no object, this is the best television you should buy. And without question, if anyone ever says to you, what's the best picture quality? LG OLED, OLED, OLED. full stop. Yeah. You are listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 246. Get in touch with us. Tell us what you think. Go to Twitter at Trevor Long, at Stephen Fennick. All right, a few quick things because really, it's we've this should be two blokes talking gibberish, mate. What about the amount of time we've given that? No, um, we will give our, our all to every topic under the sun. Um, Freeview, and I can talk a lot more freely about this now as as not an employee of a of a member of Freeview, former employee. Yes, um, Freeview. What really thinking? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's some dirt? No, Trev? no, no. But Freeview. Whew, what about them? Um, no, Freeview. Let's let's just go back a step. Freeview is a is an organisation that is that is created by the the free to air network. So seven, nine, ten, ABC and SBS all contribute money SBS to create a back into the Freeview folder. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. They all contribute money to make this organisation tick. For they took their ball ten years. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was a win. Trust me, it was a okay. win for SBS. Um, uh, ten, five, ten years ago, the the body was set up because. There was a lot of uh, television technologies evolving and, and they needed to create a standard whereby televisions and set-top boxes could be certified. And you might remember buying a set-top box that had a you know Freeview logo on it meant that it was Freeview certified. Now, who gives a rat? Does it matter? <laughs> well, I tell you right now, every single person who has a Freeview certified television or set-top box in their home can watch 7 flicks, 9HD, 10HD because they are all broadcasting in MPEG-4, which was a requirement for Freeview certification. So it was ahead of its time in terms of its reason for being, but it's now becoming clear. The last year, we they, they launched Freeview Plus, which was the HBBTV online um, hybrid service through a lot of new televisions, but not a lot. Um, great little service for catch-up TV, but um, a difficult one to get kind of traction in because it really did require a brand new TV and all these kind of things. This week they announced two things. Firstly, a new chairman. The new chairman is Clive Dickens. He is um, a huge leap forward in terms of innovation and digital focus because Kim Dalton, who had been there for 10 years... You know, wasn't a, an innovator from you know the mobile mm. space. Clive Dickens has been around for many years, innovating in radio, mm. television, so and he's he now is Southern Cross. He was at Seven West Digital. He was at a company called Absolute Radio before in the UK before he came to Southern Cross in Australia. Yeah. And let me tell you what he did there, and there's relevance to this story. <clears throat> he had a product there um, which was personalised radio. Um, if you if you wanted to listen to Absolute Radio on the internet, you go, you click, you listen. If you registered on their website for free, but you know gave your details so they could create a profile of you. You could listen for free and there'd be less ads. Less ads in the same radio station, right? Now, think about that for a minute. How do you listen, listen to the Triple M Grill team and a bloke, one bloke's getting five minutes of ads and one bloke's getting two minutes? How does that work? It's amazing. It's technology behind the scenes that basically just inserts an extra song in there and does stuff yeah. like that. Very smart stuff. He's now the chairman of Freeview. They've announced that by the end of the year, they hope that they will have a single app where all of the free-to-air networks will be streaming live. Bring it on. And, and the good thing about that is, yes, you can stream Channel 7 now and 7 Plus. Yes, you can stream Channel 9 now and 9 now. But one app you've, got to, you've got to go from app to app to yeah. app. This will create a television-like mobile television experience. And yes, it will use your internet, but apart from that, it's mm. changing channels. I hope they put the catch-up in there as well because that would yeah. blow everyone's well, I mind. Think, I think they're talking about that too. But, but uh, uh, like you were saying, you can watch TV on your, on your device now but you're bouncing around from several different apps. 
what what I can remember years ago where DVBH was the potential new feature of phones. Do you remember yeah. the digital video broadcast for handhelds? Yeah. And I remember Nokia was a big part of the push behind this whole thing. And in fact, they, they took me to Helsinki one year to, to t- trial them out. During oh, the two World, blokes talking junkets. During the World Athletic Championship. So it was all like we had this TV experience in our pockets. This is, this is years before the iPhone was even a thought. Now, all this time later, having an app like this, no, it won't be using a built-in digital, uh, digital receiver in your phone. This is still going to be data that I understand. So it's still data. Oh yeah, this is streaming. this is just accessing the streaming services. Yeah, it's a shame that that DVBH didn't take off because imagine having the ability to stream TV for free with no data and and, and when as long as you want, all all you need to worry yourself with is how how badly it's going to run down your battery. Not let how much let data me use. listeners, dear listeners, let me give you something very very similar to Stephen's analogy in terms of something to imagine. Imagine time travel. It's just not going to happen. Okay, so just ignore that because it's a great. It's absolutely true, but unfortunately, the horse has bolted. The telcos control more than more than more than we would hope, and the data is a critical thing but for us to be minute, using. But, but you use the. But you and we've been talking about an app created by Freeview, who are in the business of selling set top boxes and fostering our relationships with our free-to-air TV stations. Yes. And you know, whether they're going to have enough clout to convince Apple and, and Samsung to put a, a DVB-H transmitter a a, a, in their phones is probably unlikely. But the point of the whole point of having Freeview putting out this app is to provide the best experience for the, for the yeah. viewer and in, in an ideal world to make it so they can watch TV without using 10 gig of data for an hour and a half. Well, that's not the point of the app. Well, the point of the app is convenient. to put is to put television and, and watch in your on hand Wi-Fi. anywhere, yeah. anytime, yeah. and 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 give you that choice as opposed to Netflix. Yeah. So you're on a train. Instead of watching Netflix, you might actually watch the Nine News. You know, that's yep. that's what they want. It is it is a huge leap forward. It's a long way off to find out um, how it happens. But um, let's wait and see. Um, details of the Freeview Plus announcement are at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. And we do it all each and every week thanks to the good people at Netgear and their Arlo range of smart home security cameras. The Arlo Q is now available. This is a full high-definition powered camera that not only gives you that full HD resolution, it gives you night vision, but it also gives you two-way audio so you can listen to what's happening on the camera and in the room and you can also talk back to it so using the app you press a button and you can speak to the person that is in front of you in the camera you could be anywhere in the world you can uh, as per all the other Arlo cameras you can record motion into the cloud and access that from anywhere plus of course there is an upgrade option to allow you to have 24 7 continuous recording which allows you to scrub back through the vision Stephen has opened up his Arlo queue right now we are watching ourselves and listening back to ourselves <laughs> in delay. Speak to us. Press the microphone. Speak to us, Stephen. Um, and just using his app. Keep the noise. <laughs> the RLQ is a great little security camera for your home uh, or small business because small businesses will benefit from that 24-7 continuous recording. Check it out at arlo.com slash au.
Um, quick one. Oh, I thought this was interesting. Um, Oppo's uh, F1 smartphone, not related at all to the Formula One organization, but I'm sure they get some clout over the uh, the trademark issues there. But anyway, the F1 smartphone is a low-cost smartphone. They've had now released in Australia for a little while, available on their website and places. When you buy it on the website, it's dual SIM and a few other features. But it's now available at Optus. Now, the reason I mention this is because... That's a big deal for Oppo because Oppo, a very small percentage of the market, but they mm. seem to be point three of one percent. Yes. I understand the market. They, still. you know, they only sold you know eight thousand handsets in the in the quarter uh, as we look at the the data that was released just recently. But yep. the Dick Smith deal for them to be listed in a Dick Smith store to have sales in there was a big deal. It, me- it meant they could Great get sales, <laughs> but it's out the razoo now with Dick Smith going bust. So I think it's a good sign for Oppo to get into new distribution channels. Um, Optus is a good place to go because they do have a strong prepaid market and the prepaid market are the people who are spending $199 on a phone. This is a this is a metal phone uh, in the $199 price point. It is probably the standout at the $199 price point, which is great news. And, and it just means there's more competitiveness in that low cost yeah. range, um, which absolutely Oppo should try and be part of. They're not going to lead it, but you know, with Huawei, Alcatel and Samsung and others yep. in the the space it's um it's an it's an interesting time for low cost phones we should mention just real quickly alcatel sort of have consolidated their their top three position in the market don't that's not a bad not a bad go being after samsung and apple being the third placed uh by volume and also having a 10 percent share of the australian market uh, and, and that was on the strength of the Idle 3 and all their great devices last year. Imagine what's coming with the Idle 4, the Idle 4S. They've got a Windows tablet they may be producing and other more affordable Android devices as well. So it's, uh, that's great news for them. They had a really strong finish to 2015. And it helped because it proved that the Q3 last year wasn't just a, an anomaly. That's you know, right. they, they followed up. Huge. 70% growth that's right. quarter to quarter. Mm, to follow up um, and get that growth, it's big news. And I, I saw someone commenting, it's all, the, it's all the branded handsets. But no, no, the Telstra handsets the optus handsets the vodafone handsets they're separate to that that is the alcatel uh, handset so good news for alcatel and if you want to check out the oppo f1 i've got it up at eftm.com.au drivers uh, have already got a lot of restrictions and rules about how to use and when they can use their smartphones while they're driving while they're in the car but what about pedestrians this is an issue that a lot of people are talking about now because it's becoming quite a problem with pedestrians, uh, especially when they're coming to busy intersections or crossing busy intersections, are so absorbed in their devices, they're typing, they're reading, they're not paying the as much attention as they should to the road. And in some cases, there has been injuries, even, even deaths as a result of pedestrians not paying attention, looking left, looking right. What's the first thing you learn as a kid when you cross a road? Look left, look right, look left again before you cross. Now, was there some loony group came out this, this week that prompted all this? Because oh, I got, uh, I think it was two. We rang me about some loony group recommending that we should rig all the streets with technology that stops yeah, smartphones from working. I heard that. What that, complete that, idiots! That was ridiculous. But but the Australian Pedestrian Council, I think what they're saying, oh, Harold oh, Scrooby. Yes, they're they're saying that they're going to double the fines for not paying due care and attention when you cross the road. So you could be slugged with a two hundred dollar fine. They're even thinking of uh, Let's erecting just be clear, signs. The Australian Pedestrian Council has about as much clout in enforcing <laughs> and creating fines as two blokes talking tech do. Well, exactly. Well, we, we you know, the, the thing that, that this story for me with, you know, two teenage kids, everywhere. you know, two teenage kids and, and, a, and a daughter in her you know, early 20s, 
They're, they're so absorbed in their devices, and, and I constantly remind them, don't look at your phone when you're crossing the road. If you're in a car park of a shopping center, for example, don't be looking at your phone because all it takes is for the driver to be just distracted for a second, and the, the, it, it could be, have fatal consequences. So in terms of like the pedestrian council trying to enforce this, try to trying to save people's lives here, they're thinking of even erecting signs and going to those extremes where all it takes is for you to just lift your head up, don't look at your phone when you're crossing the road. Now, I've written this story on Tech Guide and, and I found a video uh, that was made by the Lausanne Police Department in Switzerland, okay? Now, in Switzerland, the incidence, the, the distraction is a factor in one in four road, road incidents. So one in four, whether it's the driver or a pedestrian, one in four is, is a result of being distracted. Now, they've put out this video and it is quite shocking. I've put a warning up here. It's it, it sort of starts off as this sort of bright and bubbly video. You know, meet Jonas. He's a young kid, enjoys life, loves listening to his music, loves chatting with his friends. He comes to a crossing, doing all those things. Boom, boom. gets cleaned up by a car. And then suddenly the camera pulls back and the person who's narrating this is the director of a funeral home. It is quite a shocking video. You think, oh, this is... And no, then, it's like boom. the old uh, alcohol ads Absolutely. It's like, it's like the, uh, you know, the, the, the Grim Reaper ads. Well, the, the combi the... van into the side of the tanker. Remember that ad? Yes, I do remember that ad. I think it's that sort of thing. And if you watch this video, and it is quite shocking, I'll warn people again, you will think twice, three times before crossing the road looking at your phone. And if you do watch this video and you do that, then we support Darwin's theory of evolution when it comes to how to weed out the stupidity in society. That's right. (laughs) Is that text message worth dying over? Is what you're looking at on the screen worth being killed over? This is heavy stuff, mate. You know what, mate? This is happening. You know, more people are dying, pedestrians are dying today than ever before because of phones, because they're looking at their phones. And your kids are going to grow up and have phones too. You know, when they're crossing roads too, are you going to want them to pay attention to the road or to their phone? The roads. There you go. Come on. This is Uncle Steve and Uncle Trevor. Giving you Okay, parents, if you've got kids kids in the car, Uncle Trev and Uncle Steve are here. (laughs) Kiddies, it's dangerous, okay? We don't want you to get hurt by that big truck coming down the road. Because let me tell you, he'll hurt you. Um, keep your eyes on the road. Look left. Look right. Look left again. Yeah. Put your phone uh, in your pocket. While you're there, across the road. While you're there, slip, slop, slap. Um, <laughs> yeah, wear a hat. That's right. That's a new. That, that was added. Yeah, yeah. But you know the other thing too. If you're looking at your phone crossing the road, you also walk slower. Yeah. Life being it you know too. That? Do you remember Norm? I remember Norm. I'm Norm. Um, yeah. <laughs> you look a bit like Norm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not as big a gut as Norm. Oh, no, Norm I'm, had a big gut. I'm pushing for it. <laughs> Oh, life thanks. be in it. That life was that one. Be in it. Life be in it. Today, live more of your life. Unless you're looking at be- your phone crossing the road, you won't be in it for long. <laughs> you might need to brainstorm that a bit more. Maybe. Two blokes talking tech. And before we get to your minute reviews, just quickly, um, what about a company that launched like five, six years ago in the States and was innovative at the time? Uh, Jack Dorsey, the original founder of Twitter, went off to, to create this company called Square. And it was this tiny little thing about one and a half, two centimetres square, remarkably, um, <laughs> that plugged into the headphone jack of your iPhone and allowed you to swipe a credit card and take a payment. This was huge and revolutionary for small and medium-sized businesses. And it's 
finally, and I mean finally, uh, launched in Australia. So they've got Australian um, offices, Australian workers, and they've done deals with Australian uh, transactional companies to ensure that you can now buy online for $19 or soon, but not right now, Officeworks, Bunnings, and Apple stores. What a random bunch of retailers that is. For $19... Bunnings is good for tradies. You know, if you're a tradie, you're a plumber or... Here's the thing. You're a tradie. Or you just mow lawns casually on the weekends. And you know what? Or you're a male prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) hey they're out there they've got to earn a living wow I did not see that coming I was going to say babysitter but he went there ladies and gentlemen he went there and um, and you're you're accepting cash often Um, but people love paying by card because it's simple and you don't have to go and get cash and trust me babysitters would be smart to do this because the number of times you've had to pay a babysitter and you go to an atm on the way home is ridiculous but also the lawnmower guy you know he's going to go someone's going to get the cash but so the idea here is you just all you do is you buy the dongle you log in in the app you set up your bank account you don't have to apply it's it's for everyone like a merchant license or anything like that it's not you don't have to be a shop no so this is the thing to get and i've had credit card facilities before i remember dealing with the bank this was 10 or more years ago I'm very old um, and we wanted to have online payments they wanted to A not give it to us and B charge us like a 4.5% merchant transaction fee yeah. you've got to submit uh, business plans you've got to submit um, a revenue forecast you've got to do all this stuff and then the bank decides what they'll charge you this is simple $19 to buy the thing 1.9% for every transaction goes to the pockets of Square and that's it so who, so if, if I'm accepting a payment of let's say 100 bucks. And I've got you my pay. square reader. I pay a dollar fifty out of that. So, so instead, so I'm, I get ninety eight fifty instead of hundred. I'm really concerned about using you and me as the example, given your <laughs> earlier comment. But let's say you mow my lawns, yeah, um, and then you come and ask me for money. Yeah, you pull out your phone. You pull out your square reader, you put it in the headphone jack, you open up the square app, I give you my credit card, you swipe it, you put in $100, um, you charge me $100, and you end up getting $98.40 or something something like that, right? Um, It's handy, because it's just another step in this cashless society we're we're, we're living in. But what about... You know, there were, were, there's this whole movement away from plastic, away from, you know, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay. We're, we're paying with our phones. The Square doesn't have that facility. You've got to actually run a credit card through it, don't you? That's right. So it, it's chip and uh, chip and pin or swipe. So you can swipe yep. it or, or chip and pin debit or credit cards. Yeah. Okay, debit or credit cards. doesn't have tap and go yet. I feel like that's they didn't want to introduce that because it was more expensive. That'll be the $39 one. That's right. There'll, there'll be a more expensive one down the track. Um, but, you know, 1.9% sounds like a lot to some, but it's a very convenient yeah. way of ensuring you get Absolutely. your payments. For people who live in a cash society, look, you're going to have to move on sooner or later. And yes, Cash is king, man. Cash, cash is, is king, king, as they say. Cash is king because the tax department doesn't know about it. Well, shh. Yes, that's right. If you want to buy ads on techguide.com.au, just slip cash under Stephen's door. In a brown paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Square Reader, if you're a small business or a male prostitute, um, de- <laughs> details about Square Reader By and nothing way, else. Neither of the two blokes are male prostitutes. We should just clear that up. <laughs> okay? And we don't know any male prostitutes either. That was just a, a stupid suggestion by me. <laughs> two blokes talking tech. Well, Stephen, I'm worried about your minute reviews now, but I'll let you get into them. 
Um, you're going to kick it off with a great, very affordable product here, the Philips noise-cancelling headphones. That's right, the active noise-cancelling headphones, actually. It's the model number is SHB8850NC, and NC is for noise cancellation. All those details are on Tech Guide. But the beauty of this is noise cancellation, tick. Decent sound quality, tick. Wireless, tick. tick. And all for under 200 bucks. They're 199 bucks. So I think that's another tick in the box there. Traditionally, active noise-canceling headphones, you know, from your Boses and Sonys and all these other brands are quite expensive. They're also wired. They're not, they don't have wireless versions, unless you're looking at a, maybe a Plantronics, which is still quite expensive, more expensive than the Philips. But what I like about these, you've got 32mm neodymium drivers. So they, they're Which is closed. everyone, everyone's looking for those. They're closed back as well. So they're not gonna, you're not going to hear, p- p- other people aren't going to hear too much of your music. Don't accept those 36mm ones. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, they, the noise cancellation works pretty well whenever you decide. So you can actually run it without the active noise cancellation, so it saves the battery. You've you got to remember that because they're wireless, there's no battery on board. But in the event that your battery may die while you're out and about without charging it, you can just simply connect your audio cable and listen to it like a normal pair of headphones. Yeah. Sound quality, I think... Acceptable, impressive. Bass was a bit weak, in my opinion. For a $200 pair of headphones, I think they're delivering. They're, they're punching above that price range. Uh, you know, they're, they're not quite in the class of a Bose or these other more expensive brands. But if you're looking for a pair of headphones that offer satisfying sound, affordable price, and the convenience of active noise cancellation and wireless operation, these are the headphones. The Philips Active Noise Cancelling Headphones, $199. Give us that model number again. It's SHB88. 850NC. Great SEO. Uh, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. And our little friend over in the there corner. Is, Look at him. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, Arlo Q. The Arlo Q. Now, we've been speaking about Arlo for quite a while. The wire-free cameras, I've got them in my home as well. I won't tell you where they are, Trevor, just in case, you know, you want to try to get up to some hijinks here. But... The Arlo Q, the Arlo Q is a wired camera. It's for indoor use only. We should specify that the wire frees are weatherproof. They're designed to be used anywhere. Arlo Q offers higher resolution two-way audio. They, the reason they can offer those higher features all the time is because they've constantly got a power supply, uh, and, and the two-way audio is terrific. So you can actually talk to someone in the room. I've got it here in my uh, in the tech guide theater, because if anyone walks in here, I get a notification. I'll go, "What the hell are you doing in here?" And they can hear my voice. Stephen's very open to his kids using the theatre. We discussed this. No, I just thought oh, they're allowed to use it as and whenever they want, as long as they ask me first. What I like about this camera, though, the setup is so simple. You go to the app, you hit add camera, and and it, it will then. You don't even need the base station. Remember the base station with the uh, the wire free. Mm. This doesn't even require a base station. Goes connects directly to your wireless router, your, your Wi-Fi router. And once it gets on the network to confirm that connection, it brings up a little QR code on your screen. You hold it within eight inches of the of the camera and you hear a little chime and that says, yep, I've registered, I'm connected. And that's all, it, it takes three minutes, if that. So really easy to connect. If anyone's worried it's gonna be complicated to connect, do not worry at all. The Arlo Q available now, and it does. It does when it detects movement, it records that for seven, keeps it for seven days. You can then subscribe to have a twenty-four-seven recording, continuous recording as well. Uh, that's for, for a small monthly fee. But to buy the camera, the Arlo Q is priced at three hundred and forty-nine bucks. Cracking little product, a great addition to an Arlo setup already, or a great way to get into the Arlo because you don't 
All you need is the camera. You don't need anything else apart from Wi-Fi in your home. Check it out at techguide.com.au. And that's a wrap. Uh, feel free to uh, go to iTunes, give us a rating. It'd be appreciated um, just because, you know, we feel the love. It's good to feel the love. Yes. Oh, that's getting a bit awkward now, given the earlier conversation. Um, <laughs> thanks you got your square reader with you? Because <laughs> <laughs> you want to borrow mine. I'm not delivering the service. No, that's all good. I'm, <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Two Blokes Talking Tech, thanks to Nitgear and Arlo. And we'll be back again next week, somewhere, somehow, some way. I think it's my turn to come over yours. Well, you always, isn't yeah, it? We were just discussing Melbourne yeah. being further away than my that's place. Right, but exactly, yeah. Uh, life's well, tough for you, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's due. Uh, I, I've, I've got to come over to yours. Well, I think we may have to hit up Taste of Texas again. Are we so? do, absolutely, oh, yeah. 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 Can we just what Taste of Texas again? Do you think they'd be up for a bit of cash for comment? Who knows? We should ask and do that. Ribs for comment. Yeah. Like, what other reason would I want to go to West Lee, mate? Apart from seeing your good oh, self. Good <laughs> We've got an Aldi opening soon. Have you? Aldi, that's mate. Nice. That's huge. That's big news. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Talk to you then. Right, yeah, that was a good pre show. With the, um, the stunt driver from Spectre? No. I thought they were right up your alley. Are you recording already? <laughs> I thought they were EFTM special, the stunt driver from Bond. I even I interviewed him for my podcast. I don't remember your interviews. Well, he would have been. That would have been good for your tech life and for EFTM. It's a lot of work. Uh, oh, what's it called? Typing. Is, typing out. Someone of... who just resigned from SBS. <laughs> right, a lot of work. That's that's life now, mate. This is. <laughs> You know, you know that thing you get every every fortnight in the bank called a f***ing wage? You know that? You're not going to get that anymore. Do you know that? <laughs> I hope the Today Show are paying you well, mate. <laughs> That's too much work. <laughs> I hope you left on good terms at SBS. You might be back there soon. <laughs> Did you all that? Yeah, it's all, I got it all. It's all on tape. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll beep it out and put it at the end of the show. Very good. Very good. <laughs>